Well, I have a very special show planned for you tonight. There's an awful lot to talk about, but I actually have my ex-co-host. I did a show with Dr. Michael Roizen. I, I guess on WOR for about six or so years, Dr. Mike Roizen is a, a superstar. I know he's blushing right now. He's a super, super, super. He's a superstar physician. He's the chief wellness officer at the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, we met years and years and years ago at the University of Chicago. Mike, are you there? I am. Thank you for the introduction. I'm actually now the Chief Wellness Officer Emeritus, which means I got to avoid uh, 15 hours of meetings a week, but uh, still caring for patients in executive health and in wellness. Well, Dr. Roizen, who is uh, on the line with me, is a board-certified internal medicine doctor, board-certified in anesthesiology, the former dean of Syracuse Medical School upstate, and uh, just a heck of a guy. Lots of uh, pu- too many publications to talk about, Mike. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in the in the medical um, uh, medical literature and the lay. He uh, he came up with the concept of real age. He wrote "You, the Owner's Manual" with Mehmet Oz, and uh, lots and lots of others. And I'm so happy to have you on. And, and you, the beauty with Arthur Perry. And wasn't that a great book? That that was my bestseller with you. You see, if you tag along with Mike Roizen, you get a bestseller out of the deal. I don't know about my books, but <laughs> yours, uh, yours get there every time. You've got a new one. The What to Eat When Cookbook. That's right. It just came out last week. It is um, basically how to do intermittent fasting correctly. That is correctly for health as well as weight loss. And also how to make sure the recipes are delicious. Um, That is, uh, the basic premise is that food is a relationship. You wouldn't marry someone who is trying to kill you every day. You shouldn't eat food that's trying to kill you. You should eat food you love the taste of, but that also loves your body and brain back. All right. So, so Mike, now, do you, are you in support of the concept of intermittent fasting or is that a bad thing? Tell me. Um, from a health standpoint, um, it's a good thing for most of us. That is the data on intermittent fasting and, and doing it right, which is eating with the sun. Um, and I'll get to that more in a second, meaning you want to eat during the daytime more early, less later. Um, don't stereotype foods. Have 80% of your calories before 2 p.m. Um, that concept has been shown to reverse every biomarker of aging, of inflammation, of cardiovascular disease, of cancer promotion, and of uh, dementia. That is, reverse all of those um, in as little as four days. That is, it doesn't take you back to ground zero, but it does reverse the biomarkers quickly because it changes which of your genes are on. Essentially, doing intermittent fasting right means you get to ketosis sometime in the day and then switch back out of ketosis sometime later in the day. All right, Mac. Now, now you are a, a very, very smart guy, but listeners, they might not know what ketosis is. Tell us what it is. So ketosis means that you uh, have fasted long enough so that you have rid your body of all of its glycogen, its pre-glucose stores, and are using fat for energy. And when you start to use fat for energy, you get into ketosis, and that's a healthy thing. 
Okay. So intermittent fasting, does it matter whether it's vegetables, meat, what? Does it make a difference? Yeah. So, so I, the, the book is called What to Eat When, um, and the What to Eat When cookbook is the companion one that just came out. So that means the what matters as long as well as the when. How does the what matter? Well, you don't want to eat simple sugars, added syrup, simple carbohydrates, um, any food with saturated fats such as red meat, egg yolks, or uh, cheese, because those things change the bacteria inside you and promote inflammation. Um, and so that's so there is a what as well as a when. All right, Mike, when you're supposed give, to give eat. that list again. That is critically important. What should we not eat? So you want to eat food you love. So anything without simple sugars, added syrups, stripped or simple carbohydrates. You don't want to eat red or processed meats. Anything with saturated fat, which basically come with these amino acids, egg yolks, and cheese. So, 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 so the, does that mean the, pizza's the, out, Mike? Is pizza out? No, you can have whole whole wheat pizza, a marinara pizza, whole wheat pizza with veggies, uh, a great tomato sauce, and maybe a little cheese. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll do that. I'll be at Patsy's later. <laughs> Not tonight. All right. So so that's what to eat. Now, and, and when? Tell us when again. And when is... Uh, so my typical day is eating 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That is, you want to eat when the sun is out, and you want to get the majority of your calories before 2 p.m. If you do that, you'll sleep better at night. You won't be hungry at night after four days of doing it. We don't know why that is, why it takes four days. But, in fact, the studies now have shown that you you change which genes are on and off, which of your genes are on or off, which changes biomarkers as simple as four days, but it also you get rid of the hunger and you end up with more energy the next day. All right. So my guest this evening is Dr. Michael Roizen. You uh, listeners to this show remember our great shows. We did You, the Owner's Manual radio show on this station for years and years until he got sick of me. No, we didn't get sick of me. And uh, we had a great time together, and I'm so happy. It was just a wonderful time. I learned so much from you, Mike. And, and the audience and does I also. You. Well, every week I look forward to it because I knew I was going to take some very interesting facts that I could spout off in the operating room to let the nurses think I knew what I was talking about after uh, getting my lesson from you every week. So uh, I missed that. So uh, Dr. Michael Royzen, the chief wellness officer emeritus now at the Cleveland Clinic. So you've got all sorts of things coming up. You've got this, uh, the book that you just did. You've got another one coming out soon, right? Um, well, in a, in a, if you count uh, about 10 months soon, yeah, we have um, the book coming out will be uh, called The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Longevity Code um, to, to Be Young Today and Even Younger Tomorrow. All right. Well, we're going to have you on before that one, and we'll talk about that. Now, now of course, how can people order the book uh, that you just have, What to Eat When? It's, of course, on Amazon. Are there bookstores anymore? Yeah, there are bookstores. Actually, there's some great bookstores in New York City uh, still, but uh, What to Eat When and the What to Eat When cookbook are available at uh, Barnes & Noble stores as well as 
um, and I'm blanking on the, there's a marvelous bookstore in New the York. Strand, that I, the Strand, the Strand, right? The that's Strand, the that's right. That's right. Noah yeah. and I were talking about that earlier, uh, the Strand, you know, a great bookstore. So uh, we've got to make it a, another bestseller. I'm sure it will be if it isn't already, because all the Dr. Michael Royzen books are because they're so well written, so well researched. So uh, I will I will be picking it up. So, uh, so Mike, let's yeah, change well, topics. That's the key. I think what you said is actually a key. We try and make each of the books fun and hu- fun reading and humorous. In this case, we actually did that too. So you'll see comments on each of the recipes that not only give you technique tips, and we have a large section on techniques because we want even amateurs to be able to do it, but also some humor in the techniques. All right. So, Mike. Uh, we we just got a, an email from someone, and this person wants to know: uh, is is a vegan diet good? Do you support that concept? Yeah. So the the diets you can make any diet excellent for your health, and vegan is is obviously probably is, if you look at the data epidemiologically, this isn't no one does randomized controlled trials on this. But the pesca vegan is actually, that is with salmon and ocean trout plus vegan, is the one with the lowest what we call all-cause mortality. That is, fewer people live longer and healthier with. So pesca vegan is healthy. Um, But you can make any diet um, virtually healthy. So people say, well, how can I make paleo healthy? Well, that is, you make it healthy with using healthy fats and healthy protein. So you'd use salmon, ocean trout, nuts, and avocados, etc. So you can you can make any diet um, one that you love and that will love you back. And um, when when you look at it that way, avoiding the what we call the five food felons that we talked about before of uh, foods with saturated fat, simple sugars, added syrup, simple carbohydrates, and trans fat. And trans fats have been banned, um, but they're in still in fried food. But if you if you get rid of those five, then anything else is fair game. So you should think about what you can eat, not what you can't eat. And if you can eat those things, find foods in your dietary choice that will go with those. But it is true, pesca vegan is the lowest all-cause mortality. All right. Well, if only I ate fish. But as you know, Mike, I just lost 40. I hit 40 pounds today. You'll be very happy. Uh, uh, and uh, I remember at, at Congratulations. one TV Thank you. Thank you. At one TV show uh, we were at, do you remember you and Mehmet Oz made me get down and do push-ups? <laughs> and I'll never forget that. Well, now I can do them, Mike, so much better than uh, the old days. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you for the next challenge. <laughs> Uh, so listen. So I'm speaking with Dr. Michael Royzen, the uh, the emeritus chief wellness officer of the Cleveland Clinic, one of the uh, one of the superstar physicians in the United States. Just uh, absolutely, you cannot stump Dr. Michael Royzen. He, uh, I'm telling you, he knows everything, and and I really appreciate it. So, listen, I wanted to change subjects just for a second and get your take on what's going on with COVID. Uh, you know, what's your take on masking? What's your take on the vaccine? Where are we? Mike? Um, so in uh, March, in March, I did a number of podcasts on 
open now and fear the fall. And that is basically you wanted to get everyone to wear N95 masks, social distance, go back to work, but protect everyone over 50 with a chronic disease such as obesity or hypertension um, that wasn't perfectly treated. Obviously, if they still have obesity, it's not perfectly treated. And everyone over 70, and you could have opened the economy and had a lower risk. We haven't done masking well. We don't even have enough N95 masks. So where we failed in the Defense Production Act, it's by not having enough N95 masks and by not producing LEDs with far UVC. So far UVC, and that's why it's a good skin program to talk about this. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, Mike, wait, stop for a second. Stop. Say that again, because that went right by me. So say that again. What is that? What light? Far UVC is a specific wavelength of UV lights, 205 to 222, that has no damage to skin or eye and kills viruses, um, literally kills 99.99% within five minutes at eight feet. So you could have produced these. They're only eczemers now, so they're much more expensive. So, for example... The Miami Dolphins have them in their locker room, and they have them throughout their locker room, and it costs them $250,000 to put them in. Well, that's it for a football team that protects its players from contaminating one another. But um, we can't afford that. I mean, for a restaurant to afford an extra $10,000 for these for um, each table area would be too much. But... They should be able to be produced by LED and at the same price of, you know, three cents for a table. And then you could have a small table light or three on a table at a restaurant, and we could have totally opened up restaurants. We could totally open up libraries. You can totally open up, you put an LED strip on the back of every chair at a theater, and you could have opened it up. There's no reason we didn't go to mass production of this development and past production, you could have used the Defense Production Act to do that as well as uh, N95 masks. And that would not only take care of this pandemic, but future ones, because the the vaccine just is specific for this. But this type of therapy where you have UVC, you're going to wipe out the the every pandemic insult that we're challenged with. Well, you, you know, you get my vote for uh, what do you want to be, Surgeon General or Secretary of HHS? You, you get it, Mike, because I know if you were in charge of this, this thing would have ended in April. So <laughs> uh, and I mean that. And, you know, well, I mean, there's no there's there's absolutely no reason that we're short on N95. Right. What right. the heck is going on? Yeah, Why don't we use a the piece to make right? act for that? It's yeah. much, much cheaper and easier to make than, than ventilators are. Um, and not that we didn't need ventilators. I think they did. A, I mean, that was a wonderful job that was done. Don't get me wrong. But we should have done it with N95 masks. We should never be short of them. And we're still short of them. Nurses have to reuse them, et cetera. It's ridiculous. And why we didn't do LED, far UVC is beyond me. That work was actually done at your place, Columbia University. Uh, Charles Brenner, a guy who... Uh, has done a tremendous job on radiation safety. I think he's the the chair of the Department of Radiation 
uh, safety um, at Columbia did the work showing that far UVC doesn't hurt skin or eyes. Now, is that in the in the operating room? I remember uh, back in the old days, we we had UVC. They put it on at night uh, because I was told it would hurt your eyes. This is a different wavelength. That's yeah, that's broad UVC. That's two hundred five to two fifty. 225 to 226 to 250 does penetrate deep enough to get hurt the skin and eyes. 205 to 225 does not. All right. I'm writing it down. We're getting them. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, it's, I, I agree with you. Uh, well, what do you think? What's your take on the vaccine? Are we there? Are we almost there? Are you going to get it early? I'll be the first one online. Um. The answer is, if it is effective and safe, we will know a lot about effectiveness this month, November and December. What the usual timeline of safety is you look for a year and two years after vaccine to prove safe. Two things came out this week on safety that were worrisome to me. So I don't know what's going to happen with safety. So I'm going to wait probably, even if they're available in December, I probably will wait till uh, February, March, or April unless I can see more data on it. The two things that came out is the spike protein. That's that protein part that attaches um, the protein, the spike um, part of the um, virus that attaches to the cell to get in and start replication. So antibodies against the the virus aren't really incredibly useful unless they're against the spike protein. Those are called neutralizing antibodies. So, for example, HIV that that um, virus we don't have a way of making it against the spike protein. So people make antibodies now. They make antibodies like crazy when they get HIV, but it attacks the virus itself. It still gets in and replicates, and it's not enough to stop you having the disease. It is enough to stop you from spreading it when given with antivirals. But he's got... We have got 100 and I think it is 26 companies or processes working to develop spike protein antibodies, vaccines that develop that against this virus, the SARS-CoV-2. Three of them have been found unsafe so far. So we got 123 shots on goal. I think we will find something that works. The disturbing news two pieces of disturbing news. One is that the spike protein antibodies in some people break down the blood-brain barrier and cause inflammation in your brain or promote inflammation in your brain. That's a very bad thing because obviously this is what they think the long haulers have. That is, they've created their own antibodies. Again, that's what we do as humans to get rid of the disease, create our own antibodies. But they created their own antibodies in getting rid of the disease against the spike protein, but they cross-reacted with something in our blood-brain barrier uh, surface um, 
process that breaks it down and allows inflammation in the brain or promotes inflammation in the brain. The second thing that is scarier than hell to me is that in Belgium, their minks, that is the, the animal, the mink, developed the vaccine that, or, or in the Netherlands, someplace in, uh, in, Europe, in Europe, maybe Norway, developed um, the, uh, a COVID-19 mutation that allows them to exist in the minks and then transmit the disease back to humans. Well, if minks get it, it's, it's like rodents, rats, and mice will get it pretty soon, which means that the spread will be much worse. And if it mutates, um, that's a bad thing too, meaning it's not mutating in getting more lethal, it's mutating in being able to be get more widespread. So Mike, you're you're, you're, uh, you're lots of fun tonight here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm. This is why I'm, I'm. Uh, I. That's why I said the easy way of doing it is get the gosh darn Defense Production Act to produce N95 masks and LEDs with far UVC, and you don't have to worry about it. You, right. you and I could be sitting within one foot of each other, no problem. If we had a far UVC table lamp on our eating table because it would kill everything that was uh that was uh, the uh SARS-CoV-2 and we wouldn't have the problem. All right, Mike, so we've got job, a call for you, Mike. Arthur, is to get is to get the far UVC produced. All right. Uh, we we we're, we're going to work on that. We've got a call. We've got Meredith on the line. Meredith, uh you're on with Dr. Michael Royzen. Go ahead. Hi. I was just wondering um about the the UV light that you Five, right. You, you said it would take five minutes to kill it, though. So if somebody coughed or sneezed and you were sitting next to them, like in a movie theater, it wouldn't it kill, be If you're five, one foot away or two foot away, in other words, if you put the LED on the back of a chair, so you're only one or two feet away when you sneeze, it kills 99.999% within uh, 10 milliseconds at one foot. Or at, at three feet, it's a little slower than that. But at eight feet, it's ninety nine point nine five in uh, five minutes. So you could have them on the ceiling okay. rather than on the table. But if you put the LED strips on the on the on each chair, they only are three cents when you look at LEDs. Um, they're very inexpensive. You put them on every chair. You know, one ticket would more than pay for whatever it is a hundred of them. Um, so you put them on every chair, and you just don't have any worry because you're less than – they have a very little light. They're violet light in that wavelength, so you don't even see it. Um, and uh, you could watch the movie fine. You could eat the dinner fine, et cetera, and you wouldn't have any worry. So you, and, and, in the, and on an airplane, you could have gooseneck lights for each uh, seat and not have a problem. It would be within one feet. I mean, even in – in first class, Delta now has gooseneck lights to see, to use for C. You just convert those to uh, um, far UVC. But wouldn't you theoretically have to uh, uh, shine the light basically everywhere? No, the light, you know, it's just wherever light goes. I mean, if you're in a room where light is, it, it's there, right? No, but what if there's like a light would have a. 
Yeah, the the way they have it in, and I'll take American Eagle stores now have it in their dressing room. Um, they have a, a round, the, they have a, a spotlight in the middle, and around it they have the far UVC, so it gets everything in the dressing room, including it kills anything on the uh, clothing. All right, Mike, this, is, this like- is a fascinating topic. And, and by the way, that's my daughter, Meredith, speaking to you. So it's it's all the co-hosts. that <laughs> we, we got the call in that way, Mike. So listen, I, I want to thank you so much. It's it's uh, I could speak to you for hours, and I think we're going to again. So uh, I want to thank you so much. I, I've been speaking with Dr. Michael Royzen. Mike, tell us the name of the book again. We want, uh, we want to make it another New York Times bestseller. What? To Eat When Cookbook, the What to Eat When Cookbook. All right, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get our listeners to buy it on Amazon, at Barnes and Nobles, and at the uh, the Strand Bookstore. Doctor Michael Rose, the last thing you've got a symposium coming up now. Is that just for me and you and doctors? I'm going to be giving a, a couple of lectures at it, uh, or can others go to the symposium? Any, anyone can attend it. It's uh, CCF for Cleveland Clinic Foundation. CCFCME dot org slash wellness, and you can find out about it. It's really inexpensive, and it's a great, it will talk about longevity, um, how to protect uh, what you do, skin, hair, as well as bones, and a lot more subjects, uh, eating for your bones as well. And there actually will be uh, Chef Jim Perko, who's the executive chef at the Cleveland Clinic, We'll be doing an interactive cooking demonstration. We'll send out the food you need to prepare and have and what instruments beforehand. <laughs> Excuse me. Hopefully you that's can not do COVID. It, live. it isn't. And you can do it live with him uh, on set. All right. Mike, give us give us the website again, because I know a lot of my listeners are going to want to attend the symposium and learn because uh, you are one of the brightest guys in medicine. And we'd like to hear more from you. So go ahead. What's that website? It's it's totally remote. CCF. CME Cleveland Clinic Foundation CME dot org slash wellness. Okay, ccfcme.org slash wellness, right? And uh, did I get exactly. it right? Exactly. Okay. It's, on, and it's online on uh, December, December 5th and 6th, 5th right? And 6th, but, yep, 5th and 6th online from, uh, I think it is around uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern to, for, for six hours each day, Saturday and Sunday. And, and I'll be, uh, I'll be giving signed up for it. Yeah, and I, I said I'm I'm giving a couple lectures that are overdue. They'll be in by 7 a.m. Monday morning. <laughs> All right, Mike. Great. All right, thank you thank so you much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate thank your taking you. time in your Saturday evening. My privilege. Thank you for the opportunity.